DJ and PK brought to you in part by Salt City Youth Sports. Registration is now open for Skyhawk Sports Academy summer camps. Join them for action-packed, fun-filled summer of youth sports camps at a location near you. Choose between soccer, flag, football, fueled by USA Football, golf, baseball, cheerleading, multi-sport camps, mini-hawk camps, and more. Find program information and register today at www.skyhawks.com. Time to welcome in our basketball insider, Steve Cleveland. Steve, good morning. Good morning, guys. Eight playoff games, two days. Is your head just spinning? Yeah. Wow. A lot, a lot of good stuff, and uh, not great for the Jazz, but uh, it's going to make for some really interesting uh, matchups and long play. I think we're going to have a lot of a lot of really tight playoffs, and, and it's going to make it exciting for everybody. Plus, we had Phil Mickelson, and one thing I learned, Steve, is I never have trusted left-handed golfers. Isn't that right? <laughs> yeah, Shep, that, that I do not agree with. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about it is uh, – that was one of the most special things that I have ever seen on TV regarding golf. And, you know, Tiger had those moments all the time where there was 20,000 people behind him walking up the 18th fairway. But for Phil at 50, that was special. And, uh, I mean, it, that I can't even imagine playing that golf course. But I don't, I don't know if I've been more excited and more nervous for a guy than, than somebody I don't know and have any kind of relationship <laughs> with. But, man, he represented all of us. And, uh, and the fact that what you can do later in your life. So it was inspirational. It was fun to watch. And, uh, yeah, it was, that was a Tiger moment for Phil. He never mentioned that, but he, he is really, really uh, – I hope he can keep this up for a little while. I, I love his thought in his interview where he said, hey, odds are this is probably my last win at the tour. But you never know. And, and it could very well be his last one. What a memorable one if it is. So is that the last win for Memphis, and is it memorable if it is? Let's just turn that right around. Where do the where do things sit now with the Jazz and the Grizzlies? Now that you've seen a game, you know what I I think the Jazz win this series four two. I, I think I think Memphis probably gets them at home one game, uh, and I don't have any idea. I, I believe that to be true with or without uh, Donovan Mitchell. I, I think this this group. You know, there was a lot of things that the Grizzlies had going for them. Number one, they had already played three games. You know, this was their third game. And, uh, you know, they, they seemed relaxed. And obviously Morant was, was special, especially late. Brooks had a big night. Uh, you know, I, the Jazz, everything that could go wrong went wrong. You know, I mean, Gobert gets in foul trouble, no rim protection. <laughs> Connolly was really good at times in that game. But late, man, he could not stay in front of Morant and uh, just couldn't contain him at the rim. When's the last time Clarkson went 0 for 8 from the 3? You know, their first game, no Donovan Mitchell, last-minute deal, uh, and and maybe having a week off. I don't know, all of those things combined for the Grizzlies' win, but I I, I haven't lost uh, my confidence in the Jazz. I mean, it would be a lot better if Donovan Mitchell does come back, so it some depth, but uh, it was a perfect storm for the Grizzlies, and they, they deserved to win. And uh, the Jazz were really, really up and down, and, and it wasn't a great showing. But maybe, maybe first time, first game in the playoffs. Who knows what the situation was? But playing at home, you would expect better than uh, you know three point shooting, and it just was really poor. Yeah. So as I look at this game, you know, I think that two things 
for the Grizzlies, I think we can see consistently Morant. He's just a spectacular player, and he's a slithery dude. He finds ways to get to the basket yeah. and get his shot off. So I think he can continue it. And Valanciunas is just a beast of a human being, man. He looks so big. So he gets 15 and 12. Six offensive boards. I'm not sure he can recreate that. But I think he can give the Jazz trouble. But then I look at Brooks and uh, somebody like a, a Bain who goes three for four off the bench and two for three from three. And I'm not sure they can continue that three more times. And then you just listed all the stuff that was wrong with the Jazz, and I think you summed it up. Anything that could go wrong did go wrong. So from that perspective, during this off time, because they got a couple days now before they play, with Quinn Snyder, I really don't have a sense of great nervousness. I just tell my guys, hey, let's just go about doing what we can do and we'll be fine. You think that's the attitude he takes as a coach? Yes, yes. I think you're spot on there. I I, I think that uh, there were a lot of things in play. You know, just waiting and waiting and then thinking Donovan's going to play. Mentally, that kind of wears on you as well. And, uh, and, and anytime Gobert gets in foul trouble, that team's in trouble. I mean, all defensively, they take a step back when Rudy's not on the floor. And, and Morant is a different beast. I mean, you don't have a rim protector. He's, he can get by anybody for the Jazz. doesn't matter who it is. He, he can get to the rim. And with no real backstop there in, 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 in Gobert where he can protect the rim, Late game situations, it's advantage to the Grizzlies because they they've got a guy that can really create, and he's got so much, so many different speeds that he goes, and he's he's, he's a strong guy. So no, I I, I don't think that uh, there is a, a big alarm and a big red flag here. I think it's it is what it is. It is what it was. Uh, the, the numbers speak for themselves. But I see the Jazz. I see the Jazz coming back, being strong, getting one there. And then they, they don't lose again at home. Whether Donovan Mitchell plays or not, they don't lose again at home. So from the offensive rebounding uh, for Memphis, which was uh, way too good for Quinn Snyder's taste, and the missed threes and Rudy's foul trouble, there's a whole list of things that went wrong. I know it's easy to go to Donovan Mitchell, and obviously a lot of fans are, and he probably is one of the things on the list that could have made a difference. You've been behind the scenes and not wanted to explain everything to everybody about what was going on, but what could have possibly been going on behind the scenes the last four days that explains putting Donovan in front of the media, him saying he's probably going, Quinn saying, well, you know, we'll see how he feels tomorrow, and, and then he's not on the injury report, and then suddenly he's out. If the Jazz win, Jazz fan probably isn't as frustrated. They just figure the team is being cautious, but people's brains are exploding now. What would you say, well, having been on the inside of other situations, but not this one? You know, I, I think uh, you don't necessarily need to be transparent with the media and the fan base, but you need, and I, and I don't know, so I'm talking about something that I don't really know what happened, but to not be transparent with your players and your teammates, here's what happened, and, and maybe it did, I don't know, but you got to tell the guys, hey, this is what's going on, this is the situation, we, and you're in coaching, there's lots of things that have gone on, that uh, could happen and do happen, and people don't play. Uh, it's one thing, and, it's, and this is such a transparent world in this day and age that to keep anything from the media is not the smartest thing either. But this must have been a very personal matter, or it must have been something where the doctors felt like he needed. I mean, the fact that he just needs one more day rest, or maybe it's the three days rest, maybe that's what it is because they've got two games off. But I, I, w- I would hope that the teammates 
know what's going on, deal with it. It, bring, it, it creates better chemistry. So keeping things from teammates, I don't know if that's the case, but if it is, the, the, your teammates need to know and deserve to know what's going on. Everybody's all in on this thing. The three-point shooting, I, I, I kind of have a love, a hate-love affair, I guess, with this thing. is because, you know, I love it when it's going in, but when you're not shooting well, and they didn't shoot well collectively as a team, obviously shooting only 25.5%, and Clarkson didn't make one, and Niang, a three-point shooter, was I think it was one for six. So my thought is, you, you got to keep shooting them, but if they're not falling, can you find other ways? Uh, how do you handle that? Because I'm not sure I have the answer because I just toss it around in my mind every time when they're not hitting, and then when they are hitting, I think it's the greatest thing in the world. Well, I, I, yeah, you're right. And, 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 and you, you, I don't think you can win an NBA championship and, and not shoot the three ball pretty well during the course of that, you know, all the games you play. I mean, you have to open the deal. Otherwise, it just gets so clogged up. I think when, when we weren't shooting threes well, and you know, I was coaching guys or, or we just our perimeter shots weren't going down, I found myself running quick hitters almost, out of almost every dead ball, timeout, uh, walking the ball up the floor, calling sets and doing things and trying to get people in positions where they can get to the free throw line, create penetration, those kind of things. Now, this, you know, this team without Donovan Mitchell is not, is not a, a team that can really attack the rim. Now, you know, Joe can he can slither and get through things and do things, but usually it's for you know a kickback or a kick out and those kind of things. Conley has the ability to go one direction, but he's he's not busted by guys. That, that's not he's more you know he, he he's not so much of a north south guy. He's not big enough, not strong enough. Donovan Mitchell is, but I I I would have you know I mean in those situations I would find ways to control the game more as a coach. We we need we you know we go two three four times without a possession. Let's figure out a way to get to the free throw line, and uh, maybe we post Bogdanovich up. Him get, I mean, he was he was sensational late in that game, and thank goodness, or it would have been a lot worse than it was. But that's what I would do. That's what I did do. Is I, I took more control of the game, or when the flow of the game and what we do naturally is not working, I get control of the offense and try to isolate, get people to the free throw line, get a basket. You know, that's the thing. Sometimes just getting to the free throw line and making a couple of free throws with guys watching the ball go through the basket, it, it kind of, you can breathe again. You can relax. And so he comes down next time and he's feeling comfortable and he knocks a three down. So that's kind of the psyche of a, of a coach and a player. And, I, I you know, it, when you don't do those kinds of things and let this thing continue to go, I mean, I, I, I don't know that this Jordan Clarkson ever had an 0 for 8 game as a member of the Jazz. Any, I had been an 0 for any time. I mean, that's really strange. Uh, He'll come back. He'll relax. But I, I think get control of the game, run some isos, run some special quick hitters, get to the free throw line, and stop the bleeding and, and back off from the three for a little while. And then all of a sudden, once you scored, I'm telling you, I mean, I tried as a player even in, in, in college to at least get to the free throw line or get something in close to get myself confidence. If the first shot was a perimeter shot and, and I missed a couple of them, then I lost my confidence. And uh, so those, those are some things that I, would, that I would do as a player and as a coach. 16 offensive boards for Memphis. Of all the things, I mean, shots go in or shots don't, but uh, you're not tired. You haven't played in a week. How do you give up 16 offensive boards? Shouldn't you be chasing down those long threes a little better than Memphis? Not, not, that's kind of a no sense of urgency. 
you know, and, and when Rudy's playing, when he's doing things, he gets about you know, two-thirds of those rebounds. When he's all of a sudden not in the game, it's a different team. And they don't have that size advantage. But, you know, long rebounds, you know, they Grizzlies shot 35% from the three. But, you know, the thing that just drives me nuts watching any kind of basketball is uh, three ball shot, long rebounds, guys are standing. They're not, you know, I mean, you gotta, you got you to gotta go to the ball. you got to rebound out of your area. And you have to have that aggression and that aggressive mindset. And the Jazz didn't have that aggressive mindset. And so, consequently, the Grizzlies got second chances. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, unfortunately for them, uh, that, this was still a, a one-point game, <laughs> you know, right at the end. It, it wasn't a blowout. It wasn't a game. But it, but it never felt like a one-point game. It felt like the Grizzlies always had control of this game because the Jazz couldn't get a stop. And... Uh, and, and, and late game, you know, couldn't get the penetrant. Conley had a, he's Conley struggled scoring late. I mean, he's 22, 6, and 11. That's a great night. But he, he missed some wide open late threes. Uh, and then he couldn't contain Morant. And, and I'm not blaming this on Conley because he, 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 he played really, really well. But at the end of the day, uh, that's his job. And John Morant, just a little more athletic, a little bit younger and hard to stay in front of. Obviously, it's not just the guy, the guy guarding the ball. Where's the offside help? Uh, you know, it just wasn't there. And, and consequently, they controlled that game. You, you know, it, 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 we talk like they lost by 20, but at the end of the day, despite all of those things that you've talked about and I've talked about, it was a one-point game, you know, under a minute to go. So we all feel good about the Jazz still winning the series. The Lakers are down 0-1. Uh, what is your feeling there? Because it seems like it's a little different. Obviously, Phoenix would be considered a better team than Memphis. Yeah, yes, yes. There, there's, there's no, no question about that. And uh, you know, David and I have talked about this. We've talked about this. But um, and it's not like Drummond didn't. Drummond was 12 and nine, but the, the Lakers are nowhere close to where they need to be. Anthony Davis was really bad yesterday. But they got to get Anthony Davis off early at the five, and I've only said that about twenty times on the show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they, they, you know, and it's not to say that AD and Drummond can't play together during times in the game, but uh, they're just fun. You know, Caldwell Pope needs to make baskets, but they need to go small. And he shoot twenty six percent three point shooting at a really good Suns team that people kind of have overlooked in the sense that they, even though they have the second best record, they're not getting a lot of certainly not getting a lot of respect from the, the national media, but uh, Booker, I mean, 34 points, his first playoff game ever, 8 and 21 points, and, and they did that without Chris Paul for all intents and purposes. And so uh, it's really important that Caruso and, got, you know, Kuzma, Kuzma's so hot and cold, it's, 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 it's frustrating to watch him play sometimes, but Caldwell Pope, Caruso, they, they need to shoot, shoot the three ball open things up a little bit. But they need to go small. They need to go small. If they don't, they'll lose the series. There's no question in my mind about that. They play the way they continue playing. Uh, they'll get beat at home. Now, I, do I think they can still win this series, the Lakers? Yes, I do. Vogel's done a good job with this group. And you got anytime you have LeBron James on your team, you got a chance to win a series. So I still believe the Lakers win this series, but the Suns are every – I mean, the Suns can win this thing. And uh, I've, list, I've listened to enough – NBA serious radio to listen to the experts on this. And, 
most everybody is you just cannot overlook the Phoenix Suns because they're young in certain positions. Because they proved it over the course of uh, four or five months here that uh, I think they had the second best record in the, in the league. That just didn't happen by accident. So the Lakers need to be more serious about this. They need to change their plan of attack. Lakers can win this, but if they don't make the changes, Suns win this thing. And, uh, and you know, I got a little bit of Laker blood in me. I got a little bit of blood of everybody, but I would really like to see the Lakers get out of the first round, to be honest with you. That would be nice. So Paul George wasn't exactly the goat down the stretch, and nonetheless, down the stretch didn't go well for the Clippers. They were down six going to the fourth quarter. They lose by 10 to the Mavericks. How worried are you about the Clippers? I'm always going to be worried about those boys because, number one, I don't think they have great point guard play. Paul was really the first half. He, he shot the ball, played much better, uh, but I, I, I just don't see the surrounding players, you know, and I mean, Kawhi and Paul can go for 25 every night, but 50 points are not going to be enough. And, and they're the number one shooting, three-point shooting team in the league, and they go three for 14 at home. Uh, I don't know. There's a lot of things going on there that it, it's hard to explain, uh, but but they, they need another guy or two. I mean, Morris Miss shots. I mean, they don't. They don't have a third guy right now that I see that they can really count on. And uh, so, you know, the Mavs controlled that game. And 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 mind you, now Hardaway and Finney Smith, they they go for thirty nine. It's late. You know, they they hit big shots late, deep shots late. Doncic hardly scored in the fourth quarter. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I I like the Mavs. Uh, they're they're playing well. They're playing confidently. I don't know. I don't know if the Clippers can beat the Mavs there, so it, it, we'll have to see. But uh, yeah, they put themselves in a hole, but they're they're not going to quit and give up. I mean, no matter what people think about Kawhi and Paul and the rest of the group. I mean, Rajon Rondo is a pretty good player. He really helped the Lakers, but they the they don't really have a presence inside, and you could see that late. Porzingis had his you know his impact late in that game. <laughs> you know, I mean, they were all dunks. But at the end of the day, they had nobody really to deal with that kind of size where he can keep the ball alive, where he can get down low. Not that he's a low post guy because he's kind of a face-up perimeter guy, but his size really hurt uh, the Clippers. They couldn't score at the rim when he was down there. So when we talk to you next week, are the Jazz up 2-1 or is the stress level even higher than it is right now? Well, I see the Jazz being up 2-1. And if they're not, then there will, you'll, you'll see significant stress level. But I see that happening. I, that's what I think will happen. And uh, it's going to be fun. It, it, this is a, a lot of great matchups, a lot of good basketball. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember it ever being this competitive. And you know, anybody questions that play-in thing, uh, that, was, that was great TV, great basketball. Uh, I think it's probably going to be here with us for a while. So, yeah, the playoffs are a great time. And to have all these games on right now, uh, you know, not that I sit around and watch the whole game, but it's just fun to watch bits and pieces of games and see the big plays and watch the highlights. Anyway, it's exciting. But the Jazz will be back. They'll be up 2-1 next week when we talk. And uh, and hopefully Donovan Mitchell's playing, right? <laughs> yeah, I think everybody's on board with that. Thanks, Steve. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Take care. Steve Cleveland, our basketball insider, join us here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. When we come back... All the headlines, everything you missed in this show. Next, stay with us. Number one. Make us your number one preset. 
The Zone Sports Network is Utah's number one choice for sports radio in Utah. From DJ and PK to Hanson Scotty and the Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, the Zone continues to dominate the competition. Thank you to all of you that continue to make the Zone Sports Network Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports station. Your home for the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about is right here. 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. To quote Reggie Miller, if Donovan plays on Wednesday, he should have played last night. So in about 10 days when you're cleaning out your locker, Donovan, don't forget to promise us you're not going to bow out in the first round anymore. And oh, don't forget to take that fancy new jacket with you. (laughs) That's the open mic right there. Grab your phone. Use the app. Use the open mic feature. Send us your take. Y'all can have more in the next segment. I knew the jacket would uh, draw some ruffle a few feathers. What? I don't. Whatever. I just. I don't care. You're here for the wins, baby. He's a basketball player to me. Win or lose, whatever he wants to do, go ahead and do it. It just has no bearing on me whatsoever. And his political opinions, he's entitled to them. If, if in fact it was a political opinion, I'm not. I don't know that a jacket is. It might be, but it was. It, it might be. Well, apparently that person took it as it. Yes. So and I get why. that some people will take it that way. But for me, it's... Some people may not I mean, like the fashion. People are going to be I all over the map on it. Care. I just don't care. <laughs> just, grab no, some rebounds. No bearing hits, on my life. Grab some rebounds, hit some threes. With or without Win Donovan Mitchell, I need to be a better person. And that, that's really all that matters. Uh, but I didn't hear Reggie Miller said if he, should, if he plays Wednesday, he should have played. Is that a fact? I don't know. I was watching local broadcast, and I only I heard was half of that. Back and forth. Yeah. I watched at least half the game on mute, so I didn't hear it. You watched it on mute, dealing with kids. There you go. Kids, put them to bed. I was working on that part of it. Jeez, that's a substandard parent right there. <laughs> Gee, thanks. <laughs> Enough of criticizing the Jazz. Let's work on Yach. Well, it's 9 o'clock at night. You should be in bed. That was a school night. My 16-year-old goes to bed at quarter to eight. (laughs) Wow. Look at you go. At least she goes into the room and shuts the door. Yeah. And then is on the phone until 2 in the morning. disappears. Oh, yeah. yeah, You got that to look for. Whatever I think is what is. That's right. Yeah. I know. I live, I live in the same I universe. Think, therefore, it and is. And then the older you get with the younger ones, it is just about thinking. It's, it has no bearing necessarily on reality occasionally. Just, that's just, just luck, though. Please, sweetie, make good decisions. <laughs> I'm begging you here. <laughs> that's all I got. I'm, I'm begging you. I can't plead. Because that, that's the thing. Donovan can do whatever he wants, but talk. Talk doesn't change anything. <laughs> So the person's got to be motivated to do the right thing, and hopefully most people are, and especially when it comes to that area. But I didn't hear M- Reggie say that. If he plays Wednesday, he should have played Sunday? That's what that— Like, you can't be—I I don't, I don't get know. the logic I don't, of I, that. And I, I'm not going to assign that to Reggie Miller. Right. We've all been on the other side of that, yeah. where what we've been assigned isn't exactly right. what we've said, right. nor does it fit the context that it was said in, I know. Right, so I don't know that in at all. So I, I feel need to not necessarily debunk it because maybe he did, but I can't reference it 
one way or the other because I did not hear it. I, I just flicked back and forth, and I obviously missed that portion. And obviously Donovan, his presence could have won the game, but there were so many things that could have won that game. And I think at the core of the last three and a half hours of the show is the Jazz did so many things wrong. They can do so many things better. The Grizzlies got so many things right, and Memphis won by three points. This is completely fixable if you don't let it get in your head. You can rebound better. Gobert cannot foul out. You can shoot the three better. Oh, they will shoot the three you better. You dominated the start and the finish of the game. What happened in the middle? You're completely, completely capable of dominating this team. But the 32 and 34 points, second and third quarters, I mean, you really got run off the court in the second quarter. It was bad, yeah, and you weren't you had nothing going offensively too. That's exasperated it. It wasn't yes. so. And, and, and see, I, I always believe this about basketball that the two go hand in hand. You're offensively clicking, and that just gives you more momentum and adrenaline and motivation and every all those words out you're there. Fired up going back down defensively, yes. And and you got a tactical advantage. They're pulling the ball out of the net, and they got to step two feet, two steps in the wrong direction, inbound it. More time for you to get your defense set. And if you get play good defense, you're more likely to have a chance to score in transition. One of the reasons why I want to see Mitchell in there, obviously he's a great talent, so you want to see them. But I believe psychologically it gives the opponent, in this case Memphis, an extra oomph. Oh, they're without their best player offensively. Yes. We got a better chance. And, and just seeing Donovan get out on the floor. I think we saw it with the, with the Suns a little bit yesterday. Chris Paul comes back. Mm-hmm. Now, he wasn't Chris Paul watching that game. I mean, Clearly. we've seen Chris Paul play. He's, he's been in the league for years, and we've seen him go to his right, do that little pull-up fadeaway mid-range. He, he was just deadly. He was favoring that thing. And it wasn't happening for him. Yeah. But I think just the fact that he was out there and he comes back out, gives the crowd, gives the team uh, a psychological boost. Now, they still needed Aiton to play like he's capable of playing. That that kid really needs to get it in gear. Because if he gets it in gear, you've shown us too much to now go away for two or three games. Well, that's why you said earlier, Ostertag-ish. But Ostertag never showed us that much. He, doesn't have, he didn't have that much talent. He had more than he could give, and Aiden needs to find some that's level That's what they have in common, is they both have more to give. Yeah. Aiton's high end is better than Tech. He's right? he's good. When he's good, he's real good. Twenty one and sixteen. Yeah, playoff in your right. first playoff game right. is enormous. Right, and it kind of suggests, yeah, you got fired up because it was the playoffs. Could you get fired up more often? Is that really what it is? Yeah, this an is, intensity issue. This, and I that, get that. that's what they say down there. And I get that there are flat. Well, I mean, this just backs it up. I get there are flat spots in an NBA season and back to backs and three and four games and the drudgery of the regular season. But there should be more good games than there are, and maybe there will be because he's still way young. I mean, he came out so quick. Yeah, just one year. He was what's yeah. this the second year? He was a one year? and done. But is this second year or third? This is third year. Third, third year. He he's a Doncic, right? Yeah. That's, that's how we're going to remember it, isn't it? <laughs> they passed on Doncic to get Yeah, it. but at least it's not Marvin Bagley. Absolutely. <laughs> no, it's much more. I mean, we got to see how their pl- careers play out, and, and Doncic probably won't be well, Jordan. Points but it's in that direction. Jordan Akeem. Yeah. yeah. You got a very good player, but you didn't get the best one. But yeah. you got a very good one. Yeah. At 21 and 16, he was really good. Whoever was to Sacramento when they uttered the words Marvin Bagley, every one of them should be fired. Oprah in reverse. And you lose a job. No, and you lose a job. And you lose a job. I hate to say it, even the ushers. 
No, really. If they had anything, to you do. can't stand there and watch that draft go down and do nothing. Yeah, you should have run into the room. No, don't do this. <laughs> we got a superstar over here, yeah. and obviously, I can't blame him for not picking Aiden because he was already gone. But Doncic, wow, he's he's something. Doncic triple double, and the Mavs beat the Clippers, so both LA teams lose Game One. Good. Yeah, I think the whole West thinks that, right? I just think for the drama of the series. I'm not necessarily thinking because I want them to lose. I'm thinking for Well, that's what our listeners are thinking. I, I, I get that. I get it. But I've never been a win or lose guy. I'm looking for entertainment. And so having those teams lose provides me with an opportunity to have more entertainment. And I'm looking forward to game two for both of those series. Listen, we thought the playoffs were largely going to be a free-for-all. And the Jazz are the one seed, and they lose at home. The Suns are the two seed, and they win at home, but both star players get hurt, and injuries are always a wild card. The three seed, Denver, loses at home. The four seed, the Clippers, lose at home. Over in the East, the four seed loses at home. And we thought the top three in the East would have a pretty easy path. They all won, although Milwaukee needed overtime. So are we really surprised, big picture? We thought this was going to be a free-for-all. And it looks like a free-for-all. Lots of teams have a chance, have a legit chance. They can, I can get to a conference final. I can get to an NBA final. We might be able to win it all. So ESPN just put out a story uh, on, I'm looking at it right now. On their Donovan team. being upset? Mitchell was incensed at the late decision to scratch him from Sunday's playoff opener and deepened tensions with the team regarding his recovery from a right ankle sprain. And so he injured it uh, April 16th, longer than was initially expected. He's been out. After he progressed slowly in the early stages of recovery, Mitchell began to work with his personal training staff on the rehabilitation. How about this? You got a little controversy. But in addition to managing the injury, some easing frustrations may have to take place behind the scenes. Wait for it. Wait for it. Uh, that can include new part owner Dwayne Wade. Wade has a good relationship with Mitchell and is with the team this week in Salt Lake City. And then they quote the tweet. Uh, Sorry, y'all. I wish I could say more. And we saw that during the timeout, Mitchell went over to Wade uh, on the opposite side. And they had a conversation after shoot-around, Jazz training staff, which has the final say on player availability, recommended he remain on the inactive list. The Jazz have a history of being cautious in managing player injuries. And back to what Steve Cleveland just told us about, you got to keep the players up to speed. Whatever you tell the fans and media, the players, you don't want to throw them curveballs. That was Steve's experience coaching. Uh, after the last Sunday, several players, including star center Rudy Gobert, said they were surprised when they learned of the change in the game plan. Quote, I try to stay out of all this because it's just going to give me a headache, Gobert said. Well, I don't want Gobert having a headache. Hopefully, he's good for the next game. That's all I'm worried about. Uh, Quint- that's all he can be worried about. Quinn Snyder did acknowledge Mitchell was upset, praising and, and, his competitive and fire. Quinn Snyder has yes. acknowledged that, yeah. But there's two things that jump out. That it's deep intentions. So they were already there. And then he began to work with his personal training staff on the rehabilitation. Not the first time we've heard that. That's been an issue in pro sports. Not the jazz training staff. That's been in pro sports for a long time. So who is his personal training staff? Does he have doctors out here? Does he have doctors on the payroll? 
I don't know. But it's not the first time we've heard tra- people working out with I'll have to check with Tom with their, Hagen on that. <laughs> working who's, out. Who's on the payroll? Thanks, Tom. <laughs> Tom, you're out. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll have to see about this one. That was the whole thing with Brady, and he had his personal people in New England he worked with and not the Patriots. And the- I got my personal people down at the clinic. <laughs> <laughs> And that'll be the end of any serious discussion. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> well, we kind of run in different uh, economic stratospheres here. <laughs> time for time for Dwayne Wade to go in there and cool things down. Okay, sure. That, why not? He's got an ownership in the team. He obviously took time to come out here, so it yep. means something to him. He was at the game. He posed for photos with fans. He saw some selfies and saw shots of him Yeah, during the game. He's still young for this role, but he's regarded as a statesman. Yes. But I think when you're in your 20s, he's an elder statesman. Oh, from Mitchell's perspective? Well, yeah, because yeah. you can, you know, other people will say, well, what, oh, about, yeah, yeah, yeah. what about Jordan? Well, Mitchell was tweeting all during the documentary because, I mean, do the math. How old was he? He didn't know anything about the Jordan era. He's been told about it, but that was his best opportunity to live it, you know, to see the film from the locker room. I know, but Dwayne Wade's on that show, and he's viewed as the calm, rational guy. Oh, he's guy. the voice of reason. Yeah. And Shaq's, Shaq's over there popping off. And, and Barkley and, <laughs> yeah. and blah, blah, blah. But Dwayne Wade is... And Kenny Smith, maybe too, but Kenny doesn't have the stature that Dwayne Wade had as a player. Right. He's a nice player. He was a good player. Jane Wade, Dwayne Wade's beyond a nice player. Yes. He's a superstar. Right. Kenny got to the show first. Yeah, and good for him. I'm yeah. not taking yeah. anything Kenny away. got there first, and but then Dwayne, they hired Barkley. It seemed Barclay like and, Dwayne Wade universally throughout the league is held in high esteem. I think it goes back to what you said about Stockton, except he had you know, three championships with two different superstars, is that I think everybody thinks Dwayne Wade got the most out of his career. And just the way he's, he's an, conducted himself. Yeah, he's an excellent player. And although he played with some guys who had some drama, he minimized the drama. Right. He was always a stable guy. Shaq's a little freewheeling out there. <laughs> but but Dwayne Wade, he was the guy who was centered. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else we talk about you want to pass along to the people? A power to the people right on. Fernando Tatis Jr. with the bat flip, an outrageous celebration, but it's a new era. Mm-hmm. You don't get thrown at for that anymore. I say do cartwheels all around the bases. He's pretty close to it. <laughs> I don't know what the, what's going on with that Flav Flav clock there. Tony Larusa, wearing. But uh, sorry, Tony, you're, but you're out the door. Yeah, it's uh, twenty it's a years new ago. Day. Yeah, twenty years ago, the rules have changed. Yeah, and Patrick Mahomes bouncing back earlier than expected from surgery, which is good because he's a big time star in the NFL, and they need him. He had the turf toe surgery; he's supposed to be ready in mid June, but he's ready for the mini camp in May. Off-season workouts, not a minicamp, but whatever. He's ready to go. I, I think he can be the second-best quarterback behind Zach Wilson this year. There it is. Stir that pot. Save that yeah. for later. We will get back How's to Lisa that. doing, Yock? Have we heard? What's she up to? As bubbly as ever. <laughs> Good. I love infectious enthusiasm. When we come back, your feedback. Stay with us. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. This reminds me of how they played against Minnesota. What happens in these games when they refuse to pass the ball quickly and they hesitate on shots? What happens? 
This is Jeff in Rexbury. Uh, just calling with a little pet peeve of mine. It's regardless, not irregardless. Thanks. <laughs> 20 years, it still works. 20 down, 20 to go, PK. Jeff? It still works. Well, yeah, they haven't gotten the did you dictionary use, all the way up in Rexburg yet. Did you use irregardless before you came on the air? Is that the I, kind of thing you stumbled into like three weeks in? Because I don't remember a don't time... Either. When irregardless wasn't a thing on this show. <laughs> Back either. to the conference room and the low mics and hunched over and no computers. I don't know. I, can't I answer don't that. remember a time where you couldn't get a reaction with irregardless. <laughs> if you go to our Facebook page, DJ and PK, you know, usually there's photos and accomplishments and trophies and smiling pictures. Nope. There's one word in black and white. Irregardless. You happen to read the um, bio of your guys' podcast feed. But the very last word in the entire bio says, Irregardless. There you go. It's not meant to just get a reaction. It's just something that was that, in the heart. Was that first open mic from Quinn Snyder, Dennis Lindsay, and Justin Zanuck? <laughs> that one came in from Dwight, but sure. Well, Dwight's channeling. I think he's channeling. Why does the ball stick? Why do guys pass up open shots? And that's great because news because it's easily correctable. Really, just show of film, got it. The got offense court, gets really it. clunky. Yeah. That'd be good to go Wednesday. All right, let's turn this over now to uh, the feedback to Phil Mickelson because the PGA champ, the first guy to win a major after the age of 50, he turned 50 and then he went and won a major title. Two years older than anybody who's ever pulled it out before. Correct. And he's on a plane flying home, tweeting back and forth with complete strangers. Did he sit in the middle section in Southwest? Probably not. (laughs) Ryan... Uh, Ryan tweeted at him, probably the coolest major winner ever, man, even at 50. And Phil tweeted back at him, probably. (laughs) Way to pick out one word, Phil. And so the guy tweets back at him, laughing, crying emoji, definitely. And uh, Phil Mickelson, word. Oh, yeah, and that he probably made Phil's day, or the other way around, Phil made Oh, yeah, yeah. So Jim, some guy tweets at him, Jim West. I worked with a guy in radio once. I think it was his radio name, though. Phil, did you ever activate the Cavs? And if so, what hole was it? That's from when they were mic'd up in that golf special last summer. Well, also, too, uh, his sister, Tina, mm-hmm. who's she's in the golf business herself, uh, she put out a, apparently she's put out a picture of a text that their mother sent. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I've seen it. Would you tell Philip to not activate the Cavs and just play for par so he can win this? She called him Philip. And so I guess she said that to she, Tina, Phil's sister, you have a better chance of getting through to him than I do. Yeah. Uh, so did you ever activate the Cavs? And Phil just tweeted back at him 16. That's where he. Hit that 366-yard drive. I know. my gosh. (laughs) Jeez, 50 years old. Grayson, I still can't believe we just saw 50-year-old Phil Mickelson win a major championship. Phil tweeted back at him. Same. (laughs) That's awesome. Here's the last one for you. DJ Van Court says, hey, Phil, I hated you growing up for some reason, but impossible to still hate. You're an awesome dude and even better golfer. Congrats. And Phil tweeted back at him. I understand. I'm best taken in small doses. (laughs) That's totally making people. I almost day. got a chance to meet him too, and then his mother-in-law moved out of Sandy. She was going to set it up, and then she moved to San Diego, and I haven't seen her since. Dang. All right, we're out of here. Hans and Scotty are coming up next with more on the NBA playoffs, the Jazz loss to the Grizzlies, the PGA Championships. Stay with us.